The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the Bike Goes On Podcast with Brian Casey and Sondra Bernstein, where we talk about all things food. We actually have a guest on this week. Uh, we've got Preston Raisin, and I will let him... First of all, I'm kind of curious, the, the last name Raisin, uh, what... Um, nationality is that i love you ask that question raisin is actually uh french by the way of uh my grand great-grandfather was a french jew um uh, papa raisin um and he came over in the early 20th century opening open a uh, food packaging business actually oh how appropriate and, uh, yeah so it's kind of been in our bloodlines i guess the the consumption business. He actually made chocolate boxes. And then my grandfather actually, Jack Raisin, made uh, the, the first time Magnum foil covered box with the pink and gold stripes. Wow, interesting. And so Raisin has always been, uh, I guess, in the hospitality, packaging, making people feel good business. Raisin French. Wow, yeah. I've just never met anyone with the last name Raisin. And then, uh, so now you're in California, so you're a California Raisin. Four generations, Santa Barbara and San Francisco, <laughs> right? <laughs> California Raisin. Just talk about food here. Right. <laughs> well, so so the reason we had Preston on is we he's got a very interesting project that's going on. I mean, literally, we can see from the, the window here at the Roan Room in Sonoma. It's uh, Sonoma Broadway Farms. And, and I was not familiar with exactly what went on there until uh, I looked at the website and saw all this cool stuff and got me excited. So why don't you tell us what exactly is going on right next door Sonoma Broadway Farms I purchased property that was in the family of uh, of um, fertilizer compost business back in the 1940s 50s and they serviced at the time Sonoma Napa County was predominantly farmers ag farmers and then obviously that changed in the 70s with all the wineries coming in so the ground was really fertile it was a great piece of dirt it was the gateway to Sonoma and the influence of having wanting to be in the farmer business farming business was at least first farm to table and so forth what i experienced in the 60s and 70s my mom was a total hippie golden gate park born in san francisco lived in san francisco and i wanted to carry kind of that feeling i had when i was a kid and um as i suffer from and my whole family does adhd and so forth and there's nothing better than getting out of, out of a computer and getting into a farm put your hand in yeah. dirt so the project really was about, you know, bringing people to the farm to enjoy farm to table at the time, have events and so forth. Then it kind of morphed into now today, more chic farming, where when I got my permits to build my beautiful chic barn houses, they look like barns, but you go inside beautiful cement, Italian stained floors and fans and the commercial kitchen with all the commercial appliances and so forth. So now we have a split between uh, corporate, corporate groups, family reunions, and then it's split with a lot of nonprofits. So and what we learned in Sonoma County is good to support the local community. If they most recently had a public, public high school fundraiser and barn talks actually was the um, topic. So we split between nonprofit, community, people pull up. And my favorite question is, am I residential or commercial? Because you can't really tell. So, but you, it, it's, there's no borders, no walls, and we welcome all types of groups. And do you actually live on the property or where do I, you live? I live actually in San Francisco. My wife's a pediatrician Okay. and we have to be in San Francisco. We raise five kids there together down there, two dogs, and uh, there's a lot of work to do down there. But 
I venture up here, 40 minute drive, reverse commute from San Francisco. It's right at the gateway, right across from the own room. So easy, easy access. So we're a mile before the square. So when you start hiking the square and forward up to Glen Ellen and Kenwood and so forth, it's a little farther drive. So this can, was so convenient to go between here and San Francisco. Right. You know, it was interesting because you're, you were doing Sonoma Broadway Farms probably maybe two or three years before I even met you. Like it was like an underground conversation like that Sonoma Broadway Farms had this most beautiful organic vegetables and you could just pull up and sometimes you had a farm stand and you could just go buy produce there. And then there were things about um, more farming or farm animals or cooking places. And um, it was interesting, but it wasn't, I think, really until we started working on the Rhone Room project that we actually met and came over a couple times over there um it's fabulous and i just am loving watching um you know it continue on the animals got to meet the goats and i didn't get to meet the pig uh, but the chickens are all over adorable and the farms are beautiful and the microgreens and i think it's really beautiful job out there and Sandra, it's you kind of echo my relationship with you. I didn't really know much about. Obviously, I knew the girl in the fig, but I didn't know the person behind the girl in the fig except what I read about you. And then during the permitting process, when you're opening the own room, I was so excited to to help you and support you that it's been the symbiotic relationship where you can walk across the farm to the gate right over to the own room. The own room has a terrific club membership, and I know a lot of my tech companies have come over here and really enjoyed themselves. So. Sandra speaks volumes to working with the community, like uh, talk about the microgreens and what we do grow there. I do kind of a barter system with locals. I have a, uh, uh, what's called the, the, the gardener and the gardener's girl is the name of their company. They come oh, over and they, and they grow food and then I let them rent free and then they sell to the restaurants and to the, uh, to the grocery stores and so forth. And so we've, we've kind of embraced the community with Sandra and my growers and so forth where we try and work together and help each other's businesses out and so forth. So when groups come from out of town, they immediately feel, feel the local vibe that we are, are working together. And, you know, a lot of times my groups will be staying privately and sometimes the public or locals or whoever will come in to visit the farm. And I said, that's part of the experience. Someone might come in and look for eggs or food and so forth. So we try and welcome all. And because of the success of out of town guests, family reunions from Chicago, We've had groups from Europe, and uh, most recently we've got a really fun group out of Utah. They come in and, um, you know, uh, they come in with suggestions how to make the farm better and so forth, and, and it, it's, it's just really gelled and taken off. Has anyone said anything about sleeping in a bunk bed? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> the, the, um, you know, the inquiry comes in, has to be the right group, and depending if they're comfortable with that, if you're going to get, you know, more than four couples, sometimes four bedrooms, and there's 16 beds, singles over queens. So each bedroom can sleep four or eight, depending if there's couples in the lower bed. Mm -hmm. So my 16-year-old daughter will love to sleep in the lower bunk with th th her four friends, as sometimes the bachelorette parties do the same thing. Or a lot of times, you know, you're on the farm, kind of open prairie kind of feeling, and the mom might sleep in the bed with their kids. So the bunk bed's actually fun, and there's the bunk beds are made by a mom and pop shop where you actually have built-in ladders at the end of each bunk bed to and, climb and up. And all reclaimed wood that you use. All reclaimed, everything's reclaimed wood, and it's, that's a great question. So 
we had to take down two of the structures. They were very dilapidated. Um, one was kind of a module house, but we kept and restored one of the older barns that was built in the 1940s. And that was before they built, you know, structures into the cement foundations. So we've done a great job about managing all the irrigation, you know, the water runoff and so forth. We're 100% off the grid. We have our own water wells. so awesome. I mean... It's all solar. We we produce over 150 kilowatts of power a day. We have two big Sonnen batteries. So we actually unplug from PG&E. We're hoping to do do a deal with the Sonoma uh, County Community Utility where we give back the utility. Oh, God, do a deal with Craig. (laughs) Oh, there you (laughs) go. Harvest Home and uh, Fat Pilgrim. Well, I, you know, oh, the, that would be fun. You know, we've <laughs> developed a community with you and Craig and everyone down here that's really become, you know, sharing resources and opening up the community where you have dialogue. And I think the country's kind of is losing that. So when you come to the Roner Snow Broadway Farms, you are feeling like you're in your own kind of country town that you're controlling. So are you saying that maybe they could run an extension cord from the from the <laughs> farm over, over to the run room <laughs> just so you could be thinking. on solar? <laughs> then I can put like a container out there, perhaps more wine storage, more wine tasting. <laughs> I don't know. Just kidding. Well, the good news is that at the end of the day, when you're able to be 100% off the grid, you can pass off, pass your costs on your operating yeah, costs to your, awesome. to your users and so forth. And um it just who knows with the with the with the U.S. grid. You know, we never want to be down. We always want to keep our water pumps operating, which requires power, which requires you know taking care of our over 600 stone fruit trees that were all bare root wow. planted, and our you know two acres of of row crops and our chickens and so forth. So it's it's. I mean, that's a real farm. I mean, our, we only have maybe half acre, and you have like a real farm. Well, you know, hey, it's all the the qual- the quality of the taste, right? And yeah, and I love the taste of your farm food. So, <laughs> and are are you eating the animals that are on property? Or no, 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 no. We're no. It's they're it's, all named. They're all named. It's it's no animal okay. husbandry over there. The, the the pigs that we did have over there was actually more for pets to put them out to pasture that will not be killed or eaten. So the the pigs can cause havoc. They can break down the. Um, they can get break out of the pen and run over the trees, run in the chicken coops and so right. forth. So <laughs> currently we don't have the pigs over there, but we're looking to have two ponies over there for pony rides oh, for some of the smaller that's kids. that's sweet. Nice. I mean, you do have a lot of, you've brought schools in. I mean, I've seen young, younger people here. So we do field trips. For, that's a great, uh, great question. We do a lot of local field trips with Flowery and, you know, Sonoma Academy preschool, um, Presswood presentation, you know, the local kind of upstart wineries, they'll come on to do their Christmas lunch there and so forth. So we do donate the farm back to the community for something very specific. Um, we just most recently, like I said, we had 200 people come over that were supporting the whole Sonoma County public school system where they have barn talks. Where they bring back a person that of interest that graduated from Sonoma High School who now lives somewhere in the world is successful. Last year, we had someone from Salesforce. Most recently, we had an actor. His name escapes me now. So the bottom line is, is that we want to create a community where you can kind of drive up and enjoy yourself. Hmm. But we do, you know, again, our business is driven. It is a for-profit business driven by right. out-of-town guests that get a great deal if you're looking to sleep a lot of people. And the meals, like, so people can come when they're staying and go into the farm and pick their own things with the farmer or by themselves or 
Um, they just kind of you kind of supervise that. A yeah, little bit. It, it, it depends on what the situation is and how knowledgeable and confident they are. It's kind of a, it's fun. It's like you're coming for a job interview while you're staying on the farm, right? right. Like, you know, how active can we be on the farm? You know, because we have such powerful commercial kitchen appliances with an Ansel hood. You know, do I can I cook not to be supervised? Do we? Would you work with one of our chefs, so forth? But the same thing in, out in the farm or out in the row crops. Either you, if you're not comfortable, then Jerome Cunny. Um, well, who's our local That's the farmer? Farmer, yeah, he's the, the farmer, the gardener, and um, he'll give you around, give you a little farm education, help you pick pick food and so forth. You know, it's interesting. Um, we re- recently had the largest charter school campuses, faculty, staff, and administrators day with us. Then they service six campuses. It's the number one um, charter school in the country, according to U.S. News and World Report. And they had a really active farming day. We had the gloves on. They had education. They cut everything. They prepared all the food. That's so depending awesome. what the, you know, we're having Stripe Corporation Division of Google coming up mid, mid-December. And they want to have a pizza night one night. And then they're going to have, you know, cooking night just with assorted different meats and so forth. So depending what, what people want ahead of time. But farm education and pulling the food through the kitchen available. So... With your stay, it's free farm food and eggs as part of your stay. It's really cool. And one meal prepared by your chef, correct? Is that so? You get a five hundred dollar credit for one meal, which is prepared by uh, Bridget from uh, White Apron. How did you find Bridget? You know, she kind of found me. It's it's a hit and miss and long term relationship with Sandra. It's the it's the consistency and respect for each other, respect of your space. We have gone through a lot of people where it just did not work out. So, you know, she's an independent contractor, freelancer, which means she's on her time, her money. She's hired out by the guests with my credit that I give. How they, she cleans up the kitchen. Does she do a cooking class? It's all up to her. But Bridget, we kind of found each other and she's been very consistent. And it's, it's really important. But you, you know, it's you interesting know. around here and with Sandra too, it's, it's in Bridget. You can tell a person by their friends. She always brings in great people to help work. Yeah. Um, and so forth. And how did you find your gardener? Again, you know, he found me. He came to me. It's, God, it's a great question. So he had a, uh, a greenhouse down at um, a Domaine Chandon Champagne Winery, and yeah. that was bought out. So they asked him to take to close down his greenhouse operation. So he was growing his greens there, so he was looking for space. So we have three greenhouses on my property, and he basically does seed in the plastic cup, does the plant start, and then he transfers... The seed into to the rows, to the rows, or if he's doing his, um, uh, you know, if he's doing his microgreens, and they'll populate his little, um, you know, plastic casings and so forth. Right. <clears throat> so he found me, and it basically he gets free rent for growing food for my guests. Wow. So it's symbiotic, and then he's able to to sell sell, sell off the rest, or yeah, he sells the rest going. all the local grocery stores and restaurants. So he's done quite a good quite a business. Because what was there when you first purchased the property? What what was on the property? It was just land, right? And some you know, it was interesting. It was un- there's two two motor homes with two brothers living on there. One brother with his wife with two kids. He was a chef. The other brother, I'm not sure what he did, but the mom owned the property, the Kaiser family, since the 70s, and they bought it from a fa- uh, uh, from a family before that that owned it from the 40s. <clears throat> and basically, the two brothers used to have big graves down there and so forth. And <laughs> really, yeah, it was it was a failing septic uh, with a module house, Aye. and 
And, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, the Sonoma County was great in the sense of that I had to get on the sewer, and we were right there on the edge of the entitlement process. Can we get on the sewer? Can't we? And then my neighboring church had a sewer running up their driveway, so we changed easement or easements around, so I was able to get on the and, and you know, and build because I got in the sewer. But before that, you know, when I bought the property in 2011, um, it's interesting, I was uh, negotiating against uh, the, uh, the Chanel gal. The, um, she wanted to buy the property, but you're only allowed, it's Sonoma County has interesting rules, six livestock per half acre. So she couldn't get the critical mass for goats to do goat cheese. Oh, uh, wow. And so she followed the running. I ended up owning the property. So it took initially from 2011 to 2014, we were waiting for our permitting process to really expand. We had Farm the Table. We did several TV commercials at the time and we started planning out the row crops. Hello Kitty did a spot for... Oh, fun. Yeah, for uh, the pumpkins. And then we had uh, uh, Urban Outfitters, the... Um, um, what's their um, subsidiary that comes in? We had Duluth Trading Company. They do all the, mm. they shot a spot there. And then we recently, most recently did a Chinese company out of China did one of their um, their energy bars and they shot a commercial over there. That's awesome. That's a great <laughs> use of the space when someone's not there. I mean, location sheet sure. is really yeah. profitable. Yeah. But what are you doing in that, in that, from 11 to 14, you're just sort of slowly getting the, the buildings up and slowly planting uh, and getting all the gardens going. You know, the uh, model is kind of changing. And, and, and it's, Sandra asked an interesting question before about, you know, whether you allow people to scope, pick their own food. So the idea was, I was thinking, um, I was thinking I was more optimistic and more dreamy at the time, but the hope was to farm the table where people come in, pick their food and have a picnic and so forth. And that didn't really come to fruition. The standpoint that people uh, get nervous in the, you know, in the in the in the f- field field crops and the row crops, they feel that they're going to make a mess or cut the wrong way or mm-hmm. kind of a bull in china shop. Mm-hmm. So that really didn't take off. So what we were doing was is that we were just having just a lot of nonprofit groups. Like we had this the big adoption agency out of Santa Rosa come down with Company people, and they did a big, you know, fundraiser day. So I was doing a lot of. The first four years, it was all more nonprofit, farm visits. People come and pick food and so forth. You know, to be a critical scale farmer, to make a lot of money with pounds and pounds of food, to sell to the whole foods and big growth markets, you have to have a lot of critical mass. You have to be doing 10, 15,000 pounds a week right. of food. So our market has been more 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds a week for the people to actually stay on the farm. That's and still a large <clears throat> quantity. It's That's very large. Great. Great quantity. And then the microcreen businesses that Jerome runs is sold to all the restaurants and grocery stores. So, you know, we're pretty diverse of, of the type of food you can get with in terms of broccoli and, you know, and onions and beets. And, um, you know, Jerome's really experiencing diff- different lettuce categories. Are so, you a Farm Trails member? You know, Do I am not a far. I saw that. You saw um, our sign? I, I should, yeah. I'm going to put you in <clears throat> contact with them. I think that would be a really good. Um, yeah, my da- my I'd daughter. I'd love to learn more about I that. Love farm trails. Yeah, we do that yeah. with uh, my daughters in 4-H, and they they do, they a, do couple, a whole farm trails yeah, thing where they go to those places yeah. where they just really people open up the farms. People can come visit. Um, there's not as many in down in this part of the area, but for the last one, the harvest there's going to be one in now, which we don't do because there's nothing to look at. 
but people with wreaths and you know holiday things it's perfect but the fall one we had a good amount of people come so they and came in they do, pulled they your came, parking lot they just pull they just come here and they can go tour the farm we had the farmers here um but they just learn more about the property and what we're doing and i think um it's just some good inexpensive advertising and do um, they do they um actually sign up or they go yeah, to the website um, and no it's just all like drop in <clears throat> i think you could probably do some kind of an event if you needed to, like if you were going to have a something a farm you could stand do. So i forth, guess yeah. you could do that but um it can just be a look-see it can just be um farm tours it could just be it you know what weekend it is so it's oh, okay. like you plan on not you know if you had a busy weekend you probably wouldn't want people just wandering all over. December and January, February would be great months for that. because no, they it, don't do that then. No, they don't do it then either. Well, not though. really. They do like a big one in the spring, big one in um, the harvest time. And then in December, they do kind of like holidays on the farm trail. Um, right, because they want to have stuff to look at too. So right. they want to go the same time that guests that would want to go. Stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. They want to see the yeah. stuff that's growing in the garden and they want to see the fruit good, hanging good from the trees. Good association and, though. Even if you didn't do their tours and stuff, it would be a good association. Right. That's, why, gonna, that's why I'm I'm more, more yeah. the, uh, yeah. green, hot, hot, yeah. that's why we do more crops in the winter warm green, hot tomato greenhouses. In other words, yeah. we want to start growing tomatoes in the winter in our right. greenhouses where you crank up the heat and you can do heirloom tomatoes in December. Oh, that I just saw some a couple weeks ago at a farm up in Sebastopol. I was blown away. I couldn't believe how many tomatoes they still had. And was and it inside pulled, the greenhouse? No. Oh, yeah. In a greenhouse. Yeah. And beautiful. They had, um, they had some cucumbers. They had some gourds. They had a lot of cherry tomatoes. But outside, they had beautiful chili like anaheim yellow peppers i mean it was fat it's so fascinating to me i mean i don't consider myself a farmer i love that we have a farm and we've had a farm off and on for over 10 years which has been really cool never enough to supply the restaurants i mean even when we had the we used to do farming at imagery mm -hmm. where it was the three and a half acres we did that when the benziger still owned it and it was phenomenal. Even then, we were only doing 12 to, 10 to 12% of the produce for the restaurant. Amazing. I mean, we used it all, but we, it wasn't enough. And now it's probably less than 5%, given, you know, depending what we're pulling and what's planted. Are you work with a lot of local farms? We uh, do. We work with local farms um, a lot with uh, Paul's Produce. I mean, mm -hmm. like we've never grown arugula because Paul, they just grow the best arugula and we could go through a ton of arugula. We have a neighborhood farm um, project and so neighborhoods can bring their figs to, what did I say? Neighborhood farm, neighborhood fig, neighborhood fig, yeah. neighborhood fig project. They can bring their figs, good ones that we can actually use to the back door of the girl and the fig certain times. And we give them back barter system, but we give them trade in a gift card to come back to the restaurant. And I was just telling That's Brian great. earlier, we've like taken in maybe 1800 pounds of figs. This just season. mom and pop backyard. Mom and, and pop. And you see the um, same people the same every people year. Come, they, they they're come they're back anxious when their they, figs they're start ready. coming in. Yeah. And some people bring them in in a paper bag. And yeah. then you have people that bring these beautiful baskets beautiful. and they line them with nice napkins that you can yeah. tell are, you know, mean something to them. They really want to show their figs and they 
line them all it's, up. It's and so awesome. It, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've we've made a lot of fig jam. There have been no. way more figs this year than I remember last year or the year before. So either that or the word's getting out better. Are but you making the jam on property? We make the jam. Well, we make some of our jam, like jam that we would use in recipes, like our duck liver mousse right now has an apricot fig jam on the side or things that we use on our cheese plates. But the jam that we have a co-packer that makes most of our jams that we sell, you know, across the country. Wow. So yeah, that it that's more than we can really handle. The but the but it, but it's interesting because for us, um, you know, we've never had a farm stand. Like if we've had too many tomatoes, we just kind of sit them out and let people help themselves. But it taught us so much about the earth, the land, wastage, mm-hmm. um, when you work really hard uh, on the farm and, you know, you wake up the next day and your back hurt. You know, if you work in the kitchen, you don't want to waste everything. You don't want to throw out more than you could use because it's hard work to go back and get more. Um, we've learned about, you know, because we traditionally just do seasonal food. So like, if you think that a tomato in season goes from this month to this month, well, that's only true depending when you plant it that's or true. where you're planting it. If it's in a hot house, you can have it. And so like we've never served tomatoes with our burgers in the restaurant ever because for the most part, we're going to get a crappy mealy looking tomato that just isn't going to taste good in the winter. Right. And so we've tried to stick with that, but over the 20 years or so, We've watched seasons are different and more and more produce is available throughout the whole year. Like radishes, we plant radishes all the time and we serve radishes all the time. It's one of those things that's hardy enough. But it's, it's, it's a trauma here over over the over time. We we've gone through the same process on the farm. You know, we just planted, you know, like I said, six hundred combination of citrus and stone I am fruit trees. So excited about that. You know, and it's interesting, just we could take this so many different ways, but, you know, depending what the zoning is, everyone's kind of running into the cannabis business and taking up a lot of the land, which has the same zoning as farmers. I was going to ask So it's going to add pricing pressure on the upside for food because you're going to have less food and everyone's racing to, you know, capture the $500 pound, whatever cannabis is, but we know going lower. Is that how much it is now? Well, it's it's depending. I mean, I have no. Is it? I have no idea. Well, most most people make the money in the aftermarket, but it's, I'm not buying it by the pound, so I'm not exactly yeah, yeah, sure. I have what no the pound idea. I'm not is. growing it. I have nothing to sell. But you know, we we plant a bunch of Meyer lemon and lime trees here recently because I, I you know they're sixty cents a piece. And I think they're going to two bucks in ten years. Right. I mean, right. You're going to have a shortage right. of a lot oh, of quality God. food. A year or so ago, remember we couldn't have limes. We didn't. It was have horrible. Limes. The mojito could, was could one of the most get, popular yeah. drinks on the menu. Could not get a lime. Like you had, to, they were so expensive. Yeah, and like, you know, underground and, black market fr- right. limes. Right. That's why I think when you look at what you're saying about the earth, what the earth gives you. The seasonality, how you know the availability, take all those into consideration when you're planning out your planting season, which I think people underestimate. And I think that's one of the beauty about coming to your farm here at Roan Room or my farm is that you'll learn that, you'll see that, you know, rather than just walk into a grocery store and so forth. And yeah. right, you know, it's good to know where your source is too. Right. right. Are you allowed to have bees on property? We have bees. Absolutely. You do have bees. Yeah. Everyone can have bees. A, yeah. Yeah. Bees. I thought there's there was something about being within Sonoma city Valley. limits. That's a, uh, maybe that's over in Roner Park. Chickens. Okay. Here. I don't think it, you can yeah. have chickens in city limits. Yeah. For the 4-H kids over in Roner Park, we had to, 
do our bees in Sebastopol. There was some reason we, we weren't allowed to have them within the city limits. So, uh, but we harvested honey. No bees, uh, no now, life. Have you That's harvested? Strange. Have you harvested honey yet? Oh yeah, we have. So we have four bee boxes now, and we've harvested enough uh, jars to leave for the guests to enjoy. Oh, that's but it's awesome. not in abundance. And again, honey's a go look at the price of honey. Honey's kind of it's about twenty dollars for those jars if you get the good yeah, honey. So you, at the, so you, at you start yeah. looking at how much that is per pound, you're you know, ten, fifteen bucks a pound. Yeah. We know goat cheese is twenty five, thirty bucks a pound. Yeah, I bought so twenty two bucks a pound. I, I think what people underestimate is like how do you find the real cost of food, the real gourmet dining? You have to go to these places where you're at the source, like what you provide and Summer Broadway Farms provides. Exactly. Yeah. But even then, you know, I, I definitely struggle and worry about this is that everything is more expensive. And there, there's only so much you can really charge for a grilled cheese sandwich or right. so much. I mean, and where our grilled cheese is expensive, but everything is going up and you can't, I just don't think we can keep passing it on to our guests because until everybody does, I guess, or until there's more value in our money. But I don't know where we're going. Yeah, I mean, so. you're smart. You're off the grid. You know, you're able. But again, you paid a lot of money to get off the grid. Right. So it's not somebody like Joe Farmer can just go, I'm going to go off the grid and I'm going to put this infrastructure. So, you know, I love that there are organizations that are starting to help new farmers, young farmers, um, try and do this. But I think it's going to be a very long road and a hard road to get there. There's, you know, there's so many things under my thinking. Number one, being the hippie kid, loving farms, cherished, men, you know, memories of rubbing, you know, breaking open watermelons, rubbing over your body to, wow. to working landscaping in high school and always wanting to, you know, <laughs> how do I get out of San Francisco? The Wall Street aspect is to have where you want to be 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years from now is on a farm, right? You, where are you going to set yourself up? Where you're going to be the happiest? And one thing that I think what's happening in the food industry, the most archaic thing about and of all commerce, I think, is transporting food in those big trucks. Railroads, you have... Um, you know, some of the big distributors, Green, what's her name? The uh, Leaf, Green Leaf. Green Leaf. Coming and charging. And they make more money than the farmers do. And right. And so forth. So the idea with the farm is to bring people to the food. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so if you're coming to my farm with 20, 30 people, so forth, you're there. The food's there. So, you know, the long haul of food is crazy. And, and as I was alluding to, that comes with the stay. So when you're starting to look at long haul you know, distribution of food, the advantage like the Roan Room and Girl in the Fig, what have you, growing it right here at the source will help your costs a lot. Yeah. Right. And having relationships with myself and you and we can Yeah. Though I must say that we we do also purchase from Greenleaf and some farms can only get their product out there by using that kind of a company. And so they're held over a barrel. It, exactly. They don't they don't have a choice. I mean you're right. It doesn't help us. We're paying more expensive prices but for volume sometimes that's the only place we can go for volume right so i mean it's interesting but yeah. and then do you know feed f-e-e-d i do um yeah i want to get a little bit more involved with them but i don't i think they're pricey though right now yeah they're they? trying to it was yeah. interesting we, i talked to feed about maybe doing a farmer's market in my parking lot oh, at God. the source i would love that because if you think about feed they're you know, like um, good eggs. Right. I would look in the same way in the sense that 
feed and good eggs are kind of a 24-7 farmer's market in the sense that they want to be available and they right. want to consolidate all the farmers into one right. area. Hopefully they're going to help some of the small farmers that actually, um, you know, want to be sustained in that business. So yeah, feed is, they, they're in Petaluma, yeah. correct? Or it's uh, a vegetable. I'm not sure. I think, I think. Or Santa Rosa. I mean, we started going down that, that road, and I had to yeah. make a decision: Do I feed my guests? Do I feed my neighbors? No, do you I feed can't my do local everything. Work? You can't do, and I'm not no. not big enough to be in the no. feed program. So yeah. And you know what? If you change your mind in a year or two, so be it. You know, I mean, you kind of go with the times and see what works, and you know what people are interested in. But I think that you know you have an ideal ideal spot for people to come and you know, get away from the city and just be able to talk and converse. And um, and what's really ideal about it is that Sandra can pull her liquor license and permit and do wine tastings on our farm. Yes, we can do and that. And we oh. have done that. And Sandra's brought down her pizza oven. We've done that. And, we sh- you know, the, um, the fig rig is great for groups that don't want to bring the caterer in the kitchen and so forth. So we work closely yeah, with Sandra on that. Right. So, Fun. so you know, the idea really is to they have options. They have, they have options, options but you're but you're supporting each other's farming right. business and restaurant business and hospitality business all in one. Yeah, and you've got these great bikes too. That if people want to uh, take off and go downtown onto the square, they just jump on one of the bikes and. And, we have uh, beach cruisers available for the guests. They don't have to pack their bikes. Yeah, so fun. You know, you can do the uh, Rhone room, the beginning of the wine tasting or the end. But you can jump on your bike, go to Scribe Winery or Bunshu, uh, the many, many wine, wine rooms that are crawling each, yeah. over each other in the square. Right. One right. thing I and like about the... You actually get to actually see like, what a vineyard looks like. Right. So, or again... A cave. You, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Or a cave. Yeah. So, it, again, there's so much to do. And um, we have two big bocce ball courts. We're bringing in ponies. We're working right now with different rescue uh, facilities that we can rescue oh, two you ponies. Should do a big Easter egg hunt. We've done Easter Easter egg hunts have, up there. That but, would be really fun. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. The locals will call me up and say, "I want to do an Easter egg hunt," and they facilitate that. So again, that's right. working with the okay, locals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes they, sense. A lot of people bring the ideas right. to me, um, yeah. depending on what activity they want to do. So we have big open lawn spaces where we can do activities uh, from croquet to so forth in between the, you know, the fruit trees and. Anyway, there's a lot to do there. Yeah, it sounds like you've just got this huge canvas and you've got all this paint and brushes there and people can just kind of show up and create their own picture. Everyone Uh, does their own thing. I mean, it's kind of interesting. And people come to me at their businesses. One gal threw a uh, bachelorette party and she started a lingerie and cupcake business. <clears throat> wait, so a, she, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! And so she hosted. So wait, the, what does that mean exactly? Lingerie. So, so she she, she wanted to sell her lingerie to her patrons and cupcakes people. So people look at the space, and then the next day, she actually like a Tupperware party almost. Yeah, and then they, I guess I didn't see the details of that, but they, and then the next day they'll go outside and they, um, you know, again, you know, in the sixties, seventies, you ran around naked, so. Right. People do what they do on the farm. We have an outdoor shower, and you, you know, who knows you, what goes in the outdoor shower stays in the outdoor shower, correct? I've, I've seen a picture of the outdoor shower, and that was one of the nicest things about living in Hawaii was the outdoor showers. I, I yeah. miss that. The, you know, you, I think you have to have a personality that's so laid back, which I think you do for the most part. I mean, I've never seen you the other way. But to allow people the freedom to come on your property and kind of do that, it takes a certain, I, I couldn't do it. I would be like, 
going crazy. You know what really helped, actually? Again, just the ADD uh, cure of owning a farm and seeing everything. And so we have no cupboards inside the great room uh, kitchen area. We have all shelves. You can see every glass, every wine glass, every plate, coffee mug. You know, uh, every boiling pot, frying pan, you see everything. The yeah. shelving, you can see your spices. Cool. So everything is right there so you can see it. So it's pretty hard to mess up when right. guests come. It's, uh, like I said, it's beautiful Italian stained. Wood, it is really fun. Cement with, with drainage in there because we are in a flood zone. We capture a lot of water so we get free water. And going back to the whole solar thing I wanted to mention was because of the water, and the amount of energy the farm uses, our PG&E bill would be three or $4,000 a month, and now it's zero. So our payback was in two years. It's incredible. Wow. On oh, everything. Oh, what do you wow. do in the wintertime, though, when, when the sun is not shining as, as much as it is in the summer and spring? Do they, I can they, really get technical with you. So our solar batteries, yeah. we have 12,500 cycles, meaning they fill up, you draw them down, fill them up, draw them down. So the bottom line is that they fill up. Mm-hmm. So 12,500 cycles... Or 20-year warranty, which is ever greater the two, is nice certainty to have. So the backup batteries generate that. Right. Because wow. you only need so many kilowatts. The batteries are always full because we generate so much sun. And that's why we have to sell back the Sonoma Community Utility right, Bank I- as opposed to PG&E. Right. Right. And what what uses the most energy? I think it's air conditioning. Air conditioning is like the worst. Uh, it's not your fridge or your lights. It's it's um, appliances like an air conditioner. So it's interesting. What we did was working with, again, the, the subcontractors and the professionals around here, the, uh, Peterson Electric developed these uh, HVACs for me where I have these really fast rotating fans sucking the air from outside with fans inside which completely converts it to with the, with the cold cement floors. You don't have any No AC. air conditioning. I will wow. not allow any AC. Wow. We, wow. You look, at the, look, everyone talks about global warming. You know, talk the talk on your property, your lifestyle, right? You know, how many homes do you need? You five private planes. We're, we're in a farm that's completely green-free, 100%. Yeah. We, all the food, so we, cool. all the ex, extra food we use, we put in your compost and mix it up, either feed to the animals or obviously you put it in the soil to grow. So... Um, you know, we're very stern about, we allow no plastic on the property. So we put in very loud, big letters on the rental agreement. Don't bring in the plastic, you know, molded from Costco or the plastic bottles. Everything's, you have to refill all your water. Our water is from 300 feet down to purest water you'll drink. Yeah. So we have huge environmental restrictions when you come onto the farm. And you've got a, a charging system for electric cars as well, correct? We do. Yeah. So talking about a, a drain on the, on the uh, batteries, right. but anyway, we do. So it's, um, but again, we get so much sunlight that it's not going to be a problem, particularly right. with the cycles Can't and the batteries. It it's California. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, California. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually our neighboring church, while they're in service, they'll come over and charge up their cars as part of our relationship oh, with great. them. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, so how do you feel integrated with the Sonoma community? You know, it's interesting. The community, like any place, has its, you know, group of people. Um, it's changed a lot since I've been here. You've gone more kind of high-end private schools like San Francisco with presentations, St. France, so forth. And you have just different sets of community and depending what they want. I find, find that the most kind of vigorous, interesting people in the community, they're the true artisans are trying to build a business that want to come down to the farm and contribute, work on the farm, cook there, work with my gas. Sandra is a prototypical artisan that she's created success 
because she's worked well with the community. A lot of the community, it really depends on what they, you know, what they put in to my farm and what, what I put into them. I don't really go out and seek much in the community. I actually more of a host when I come up here. Right. I don't, you know, I'm, I go, I do eat at the fig quite a bit because my kids <laughs> love the you, mac and cheese. You have and so a forth. San Francisco neighborhood. Yeah. Where you so live with your kids. Yeah. Depending on yeah. what the, my community was, is more formed by the farms, the nest, and what kind of chicks and birds want to come nest down there. That's kind of how I look at it. Nice. Yeah. It's I fun. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should bring Abby to see it. Oh, she'd love it. His daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she's ten. She's uh, and she's in four H. So they're they're actually uh, Wednesday. She's doing uh, they're doing a whole thing on rabbits. They're um, they're raising rabbits. So for the next for pets hour. or for food? No, for pets, and they'll show them at the fair for oh, food. Well, I love rabbit. <laughs> I mean, I love. Is rabbit. it on your menu from time to time? Uh, not as often as it used to be. It's become really expensive. It is on the menu and at Sante. We do a great rabbit dish where we incorporate every part of the rabbit. You've got uh, saddle, loin, it's probably $90, rack. $90. Oh, until you've seen the little tiny rack, the little bones. It's the cutest thing ever. And then we have a Oaxacan mole sauce. Yeah, how top. much it's is amazing. that dish? With some Rancho Gordo beans. Oh. It's, uh, it, it's only like $55. Dollars. I don't know. It's a um, lot. But it's delicious. Remind me yeah, rabbit taste. Is it, it. is it gamey tasting? Have you is never it, had rabbit? I have, but it's been so yeah. long. I don't think, well, you could get a gamey rabbit. But I think but lamb is, can be gamey, right? Lamb depending. can be gamey, but I think, again, all how it's raised and all how they're bred. Um, rabbit, oh, God, I think I had rabbit two or three times when I was in France. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because it's just on every menu. It's yeah. just easy. Yeah. But... I miss when we do it. I love, we used to do a rabbit confit, like our duck confit. Uh, yeah. It's amazing yeah. still what, what uh, yeah. the legumes, what Paris has done with, yeah. with both vegetables and, and beef. It's mm. and poultry. It's crazy yeah. how good it is. So how do people find you? How um, we want to let everybody know if they want to go visit. Well, because we're completely off the grid, you can send exactly. us a smoke screen. Okay. <laughs> like the Indians. Or what's the other thing? Shoot a, a flaming um, arrow. So if you, if you email me, hit me up off of our website, Sonoma Broadway Farms. The, word, the term, the name, Sonoma Broadway Farms, I kind of stole a little bit from William Sonoma in the sense that their very first William Sonoma was, was, is on Broadway. And um, I've, I want to have the cliche of, obviously, of Sonoma. I'm on Broadway, and it's a farm. So Sonoma awesome. Broadway is also Highway 12, as we, both, as we all know here. So Sonoma Broadway Farm. Some people say Sonoma Farms and so forth. Um, but, yeah, we have a website, and you can, there's contact information, information about the groups that we have here. And um, when you look at the property, we have a lot of, uh, drone footage yeah great video so great, we, yeah when you see footage. the video you can see and play with the canvas and the paint as you as you're alluding to brian and yeah. make of what you want to make of it yeah yeah if someone just yeah. wants to come and hang out in a in a beanbag chair and spend a couple days just unwinding or if they just need it as a uh, touch point for, for the kind of jump off point to uh, go into wineries and going out to dinners um it, it's a beautiful property and if you go to the website you can definitely see some of the video and the the pictures. Um, and I love the way that you've incorporated, just like the table that you have, that's incorporated some of the old wood from the barn into this nice table that I think you can, did it say you can seat like 40 people at this table? Or yeah, something? you can see 40 people. Crazy. And then also yeah. we have, uh, 
big bindles of uh, of yoga mats, and you can walk down the mulch trail to a giant covered. And you say Hawaiian outdoor showers. We have this thatched, you know, um, yoga studio on the back with a plunger, with these little plunger pools you can sit in. Ugh. We we're, we're what's called ag residential because we have farming equipment and it's dark. The, the property at night and so forth. We don't have. Um, it's real agriturisma. Yeah, it is. It is very much. Well, yeah. again, I would say the mozzarella in Italy, and that's how I kind of got the idea. You stay on these farms in Europe, yeah. and the same idea. So the, the so the yoga yoga platform is great you can plunge in the plungers the outdoor showers again for coming here for a pool we don't we're not about lounging on a pool but there's plenty of places to get wet right and uh when i love i i'm just i'm just imagining uh someone in another part of the country listening to this and you talking about your plunging pools and your yoga studios but you know what don't knock it till you try it exactly what i always say exactly (laughs) uh well this has been awesome yeah, I think um, um, give us the, the the website exactly. Is it Sonoma Broadway Farms? Yeah, www.sonomabroadwayfarms.com. You can send an email to me after even after the show. And you answer the emails. You're the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I answer yeah. every email. Yeah. We can do it. No, we can't do it. Um, and there's actually you don't even have to speak with someone if you didn't want to. If you just wanted to inquire about dates, you've got a great little system on the website where you can look at the dates and the ones that are already booked. I think are blocked off, so you're not able to book those. And and you can look into the future and and look and see if those dates are available that you're looking for. Yeah, we uh, like we like some notice out in the future. We are on the Airbnb VRBO sites as well. So if you okay. type in Stone Broadway Farms on either one you'll come up. We also, by the way, which is interesting for the listeners to know, we we're on uh, peer space, which is a new launch where you can for day, you can have day retreats, day gatherings. Oh, that's so number Broadway farms under peer space, P E E R. And then oh, space. That's awesome. So you can come up and we just charge a day rate. And oh, we've, that's great. we've done that for, for people mm-hmm. who want to come up on the bus for the day. Nice. Right. Well, Sandra wrap yeah. it up. Press and raisin. Um, Thanks for joining us. Um, nice to, you know, obviously Sonner's known you for a while, but um, nice to meet one of the neighbors here of the Roan Room. And I, and I love everything that you're doing out there. I think it's a really cool. So thing. awesome. Yeah. Brian, thanks for having me, Sonner. It's you. great to sit right Thank in the tasting you. room. It'd be nice awesome. to pop up on all these bottles oh, on a I Monday. Oh, I should have offered you a glass of wine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not happen on Monday. <laughs> <That's> my, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, qu- I quit drinking for 24 hours. Oh. That a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job. Well, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank All you right. for listening to The Bike Goes On. We'll look forward to seeing you next week.